fantasy football fans, this is Jeff Power with Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm joined by USA Today's Steve Gardner. Steve does a great job, all things fantasy, for USA Today. He's been doing it a long time, and he has a ton of great info for you today on our interview. You can follow Steve at Steve A. Gardner. It's at S-T-E-V-E-A. Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R. So if you want to follow him on Twitter, follow Steve at Steve A. Gardner. But before I get to that interview with Steve, I wanted to tell you that you can still draft a team at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. You can draft through Saturday night and still play Sunday. So if you want to get in one more league, we have all sorts of formats for you to sign up for. We have best ball leagues. We have leagues that are called All-American, which are pretty much your standard PPR leagues. We have high-stakes leagues. We have everything you need to play fantasy football for this coming season. So if you want to get in one more league, go to rtsports.com backslash power. It's P-A-U-R. Again, go to rtsports.com backslash power, P-A-U-R. You can draft a team through Saturday night and still play this coming Sunday. And now, here's my interview with USA Today's Steve Gardner. And I'm joined now by Steve Gardner. He is USA Today's sports senior fantasy editor. Steve is one of the best in the business, and I really appreciate you uh, being on with me today. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thank you, Jeff. You are, you're more than kind. Thank you. Hey, I also wanted to ask you before we get into the questions, what do you guys got going on over there at USA Today right now? Anything uh, uh, cooking good for all our fantasy listeners out there? Well, we uh, we just had our, uh, our big fantasy special issue of, of USA Today Sports Weekly, so getting that out the door and uh, getting all those things taken care of is a, a big load off of my plate. But, um, yeah, basically we're doing – we're trying to, to straddle the line between helping people in, in fantasy baseball season win a title and uh, those that are playing fantasy football to uh, to get started on the right foot. So it's just a, a super busy time. You can follow us. Uh, we're doing everything at, at fantasy.usatoday.com, and um, you can follow me on Twitter, too, at, at Steve A. Gardner. Yeah, I was just going to mention that as well. Steve's a very good follow on follow on Twitter, so it's at Steve A. Gardner, uh, as Steve just said. And now I'm going to throw some questions at you, Steve. So drafts are about done. There's still a couple leagues still doing them tonight probably and maybe even tomorrow before the game. Uh, is there anything surprising standing out to you in drafts, any ADP numbers that surprise you, or just any overall trends at all this year? Yeah, Jeff, I've got one more draft. I've got it tonight, so uh, then I'll be done. But, yeah, I think, to me, one of the interesting things about this year's draft season is that there's such a huge difference between the top tier of quarterbacks and everybody else. And I think everybody is pretty in agreement that either Rodgers or Brady is, is one or 1A, and then maybe Drew Brees is in there. But then you've got a huge gap, I think, where nobody really knows, is Matt Ryan going to come back and have another great season like he did last year, or was that an anomaly? Is Russell Wilson going to come back? What's Andrew Luck going to do? I think quarterback is just a big, huge jumble this year, and we're looking for you know maybe some guys like Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston to step up and, and be part of that you know elite tier. I don't think there's any consensus on quarterback. So I've kind of tended to go – maybe a little bit earlier than a lot of my comp- uh, my compatriots in the industry and go after the Rodgers, Brady, or Breeze and, um, and just let those other quarterbacks fall where they may. Th- that's one of the interesting things because, you know, whether it's six points for a quarterback uh, passing touchdown or four points, 
quarterbacks are going to score a lot of points, and and if you get a good one, um, that helps you so much. And and where those really good ones are beyond the top three is a, is kind of a big mystery to me. So that's that's an interesting thing. Um, one other, I'll throw one other thing out too. Seems like a trend for me is pass catching running backs are are such an important part of of draft strategy now, especially if you're in a PPR league. Um, I think that those guys kind of allow you to speculate and wait on that second starting running back to where you can just plug in those the Theo Riddicks and the Danny Woodheads who, who you know are going to get pretty consistent contributions week in and week out and allow you to speculate on some running backs later on in the draft that, that may have high upside that may end up being starters but aren't right now. Yeah, you're almost safer going with those backs that catch balls as opposed to somebody who you're not quite sure what their roles and be like Amir Abdullah or somebody in, in that aspect. I, I totally agree with that, Steve. So, so I wanted to mention about talk about rookie backs now. Uh, you just mentioned some running backs in your last uh, answer there as well. So, out of these rookie backs, there's a lot of them this year that are going very high. I can't remember a season with so many highly touted rookie backs in fantasy going in the second and third round. So out of the guys that are going high, like Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Kareem Hunt now, and uh, all sorts of guys out there that a lot of high expectations for rookie backs, who do you like the best out of that rookie crop of running backs? Well, you know, it's been interesting to see the um, the ADPs of some of these guys rise and fall and, and how it has moved over, I don't know, like the, the, the month before we get ready for the season. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been a huge mover in terms of, of his ADP upwards. And the fact that, you know, he's going to be starting and it looks like the, the Vikings are going to be leaning on him tremendously, uh, I think his stock has gone up considerably. Obviously, Kareem Hunt is, is the guy that we've been watching most closely since Spencer Ware went down. And I had a draft uh, last night in which I had the opportunity to take either Christian McCaffrey or Kareem Hunt. And I'd had McCaffrey... Um, and, and Leonard Fournette as well, I think, was still available at that point. And I've had those three ordered Fournette, McCaffrey, and Hunt in my rankings, and I got to the point where it was do or die, and I haven't really had an opportunity to draft any of those guys in any of my leagues because they're all gone before I'm ready to, to pull the trigger. But that was an opportunity there, and when the clock ticked down, you know, that's when you find out where your, yeah. your deep-seated um, uh, feelings are. I took Kareem Hunt, so I think the the thing for him is Andy Reid just loves his feature backs. We've seen that in Philadelphia. We've seen it in Kansas City, and I think Hunt is poised for for a huge year. So I'm I think I've I've leaned more toward Kareem Hunt, and I think we will see these you know all these rookie backs be very productive. And uh, you've got to take them in you know the late second round, mid to late second round third round, fourth round, if, if you wait until after that, they're probably already going to be all gone. So sticking with running backs, now we'll talk about some uncertain running back situations. Seattle and Philadelphia, it's just kind of a mess right there right now. Uh, can you give me your thoughts on those two situations? Who do you think is going to carry the most fantasy value for those teams? I know I get a lot of questions about the Seahawks and Eagles situation. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, uh, my, my first reaction is, is a gag reflex when I look at <laughs> Seattle's backfield. It's it's so hard to even think about trying to predict from from that group. You know, Eddie Lacy has been healthy, which um, you know is is interesting after his was it a, an ankle injury last year that that knocked him out for the for two thirds of the season. 
Um, and, and the other guys, not so much. You know, CJ Procise has been dealing with an injury. Looks like um, looks like Thomas Rawls is healthy enough to start this week. But again, that just makes me dislike it even more because you have no idea who's going to get the carry. And the worst part, I think, of all of this is I could almost live with uh, a Lacey and Rawls tandem and Procise being the third down back. But Chris Carson. The rookie has, has entered into the picture, too, and has been taking some first-team snaps with everybody on the sideline. So you throw a fourth back in there, and it's it's just so confusing. I, I don't know that I want to take any of those guys right now. So that's just too many mouths to feed, I think, in that in that particular situation. That, that, I couldn't agree more with that, that assessment as well. I'm, I'm going to maybe – I'm kind of leaning towards letting to see how it plays out the first week or two before I even take a chance on any of those guys. And as you said earlier, it's, it, you almost want to look at the third down backs in those situations because they might get the, be the most consistent options out of both those for both those teams. So uh, Jay Ajay and Jordan Howard, two more players uh, that are getting drafted very high, first and second round picks. Do you think that either of these guys are going to be a Todd Gurley this year? Are they going to live up to expectations or are they going to end up being uh, poor picks for fantasy teams? I, I like Ajay. Um, I think he's going to be very good. And the fact that, that Jay Cutler is a quarterback there, um, I think it opens up the offense a little bit more to where Ajay can have even more room to run. A lot of people look at his production last year and say, oh, well, you know, he had those big 200-yard games and most of his production came in those particular games. So he's not that and look at that as a negative. I, I happen to look at that as a positive thing for him because, you know, he didn't start the season as the main back. I mean, didn't he miss week one and was inactive week one last year? Yeah. So, I mean, he hadn't really had an opportunity to be the feature back as much as, as, as some that we've seen. I think it's a plus that he can pull off games, you know, games like that. So I'm looking for more big games, but also more solid all around, uh, you know, basic, consistent production games out of Ajay. Um, I think that's one of the things that, that people who, uh, who drafted him early and were counting on him, you know, they're not going to get him in week one, which is a, a big blow to them. But um, I, I think Ajay will still be a very productive. I think he's a borderline first-round pick, which is where Howard, I think, was, was being drafted in a lot of drafts that I was in. I don't think he's going to be able to return that kind of value. I think the the Bears quarterback situation, Mike Glennon is okay, but um, uh, unless he can you – know, the loss of Cameron Meredith, I think, was, was a big blow to the Bears offense in terms of being able to spread things out. And I think with with that situation, the passing game in flux the way that it is, I think that's going to just allow defenses to, to crowd the line even more and key in on Howard. So while I was I was – Kind of impressed with what he did last year in a not so great Bears offense. Um, I'm a little bit more skeptical that he's going to be able to repeat that this season because the Bears do not look as good um, with the rest of their offense. Even though Howard may be a better player this year, I don't think the numbers are going to show it. So shifting positions a little bit here, we'll talk about. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the receiver spot, and it seems like every year there's a player that kind of comes out of nowhere. Either he's a third year that that third-year receiver or maybe a rookie that wasn't drafted very high that ends up being a breakout fantasy player. Do you think there's anybody out there like that this year that maybe a guy that you've targeted in drafts so far, so far or maybe a good late-round snag for fantasy listeners out there? 
Yeah, you, you hit on a couple of different categories where we could see those breakouts come from. I think the guy that I've been sort of speculating on and I like a lot is Taylor Gabriel in Atlanta. Um, I, I like the fact that you know, the Falcons offense, even if, if Kyle Shanahan isn't there, I think still Matt Ryan is there, still Julio Jones is there, Devontae Freeman is there, and, and everything else seems to be pretty similar. Um, and, and I really like the fact that, that Gabriel had a couple of big games a year ago, has shown kind of that big playability, and another year in the system, I think he could be one of those guys who breaks out like that. Um, if you talk about uh, guys who have not lived up to expectations, a couple of them come to mind easily, and it's, it's because of injuries. Kevin White in Chicago talking about, you know, the Bears offense. Kevin White needs to step up and be a guy that, that Mike Glennon can count on. And I don't know that he will be, but for a late-round pick, he certainly has the, the physical skills. I mean, he was a very high first-round pick, so he has the physical skills to be able to be that guy. Just the question is, can he be healthy enough to uh, to provide those results on the field? Josh Doxson in Washington, another guy who's like that, didn't see the field at all last year. I'm still skeptical about him, but he's been doing, you know, running with the first team during practice some and and has that kind of physical ability. So I would look at him. And then a couple of, of, uh, of rookies, Cooper Cup with the Rams. Um, tremendous production in college. Uh, can he do that in the pros? I don't know, but I think the Rams will be passing an awful lot, and he might get his chance there. And one super deep, deep, deep sleeper is Taewon Taylor in Tennessee. And I, I don't think he's a guy that's going to matter much at the beginning of the season. But um, I think he's been wowing people in practice and in the preseason and is one of those names that, that just sort of sticks in the back of my mind. Like, you know, maybe this guy with the right set of circumstances could turn into somebody who could be very surprising. So they're, they're, they're my five. I don't know how they, uh, they match up with your list, Jeff, but um, those are some of the guys that, that fit the bill for me. No, those guys all sound good to me. And I'd be remiss not to ask you about the news of the last day or two with Ezekiel Elliott. So if you're going to – you said you have a draft tonight. How do you handle the Ezekiel Elliott situation right now? Well, I traded away my first-round pick in this league. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to have an opportunity to draft Elliott. Um, we have a keeper league, too. We have a couple of uh, keepers for each team. So he's going to be certainly gone early. But for folks in a regular and a redraft league, um, I think what's going to happen, um, we don't know. But I think it's an all-or-nothing situation in terms of whether his suspension is upheld or whether it's vacated completely. I, I don't see any middle ground. I don't see any settlement or anything like that. So if there's a possibility that one of the best players in all of fantasy football is available when you pick in the second round, then I think round two – is about as far as he should drop. And, yeah, I, I know it's it's tough to miss him for essentially six weeks out of the season, but you're going to get him for week one, and we, we do know that. And what are, what are we playing for in fantasy football? We're playing to have the best team in the playoffs at the end of the season. So you could go 500 or 7-6 and six or whatever your uh, your regular season is and just squeak into the playoffs but if you've got Ezekiel Elliott there for those final three weeks, you've got a great chance to make a run and win a championship. So I think that's where, you know, we thought last year with Tom Brady, 
We saw it with Le'Veon Bell. Those guys missed some of the first games of the season, but were at their best at the end of the year, which is when you need them. So I think you have to consider him, maybe not in the first round, but you have to consider him in the second round at least, even if he is going to miss the full six games. So before I let you go, Steve, I, I have to ask you about week one quickly here. So what are your what are you going to be watching this week at Game Startup? Any any players you're going to keep your eye on, or any certain matchups that you're intrigued by for this week one of the NFL season? Well, talking about Kansas City's offense, I want to see how how um, Kareem Hunt works and and how that offense uh, clicks, and and whether you know Tyreek Hill is another guy we didn't even talk about, but you know has that huge big playability, um, but. The fact is he wasn't on the field a whole lot last year and was kind of the uh, the element of surprise. I think Kansas City's offense is really intriguing if, if Hill is going to be a major part of that. You know, who do they turn to? Where do, where do the big plays come from? Um, so that's an interesting thing. I want to see how Andy Reid handles all of that. And I think that the game of the week for me, week one, is, is Green Bay-Seattle. Uh, I know in our rankings – Aaron Rodgers is is quarterback number one. Jordy Nelson is is wide receiver number two. Even going up against the Seahawks, you know, is the Seahawks defense going to be you know good and and able to stop everybody uh, this year? I don't know. Green Bay is a huge test for them though at the beginning of the season. So I think that's probably going to be the game of the week. And the fact that um, you know we will not see Miami Tampa Bay, I was really intrigued to see how Jay Cutler ends up running that Dolphins offense. Um, he's a completely different quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, and how that uh, plays for you know, Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker I think is a, is a really intriguing thing at the beginning of the season, and uh, I guess we'll have to be kept in suspense for another week till, uh, till they play their opener in week two. Yeah, I was really anxious to see how Cutler uh, distributed the ball as well. I, I want to see I want to see what he does with Landry. He's the big question mark for me. I'm just not sure how he's going to function with Cutler. He's never been a – he's more of a big play guy, Cutler, and I just don't know how Landry's going to fit in. And he's he's been a concern for me come draft day. And lastly, one other thing, Steve, is sleeper plays. Do you have anything for week one, just a couple guys maybe that might be under the radar that you think might be good plays? I know it's not always a, a great idea to play sleepers the first week of the season when you can roll out your entire team. But I guess some teams are going to be without uh, Buccaneers and Dolphins, so maybe they have to dig a little bit. So you got anybody? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mike Evans being out, uh, I think um, when you're drafting your team, you're counting on him as, as probably your first-round pick. And not having him, you're going to need somebody to step into that wide receiver spot. I think one of the interesting guys, for me at least, is is Richard Matthews in Tennessee. and you get Marcus Mariota, who's looked looked pretty good. You know, he's he's grown and showed showed some growth in, in year two last year. Rashard Matthews was was nearly a, a thousand yard receiving guy and um, close to a double digit touchdown guy last year. I think he's getting maybe a little bit lost in the shuffle. Um, he was way down in the, the rankings among wide receivers. So I think Matthews might be a really good sleeper play if, if uh, you know you need somebody to fill in on that uh, on that wide receiver spot that uh, if you have Mike Evans missing. Um, another, I, I think the other, to maybe look at, uh, at, a, at a running back, I don't know, I, I, think, I think Rob Kelly of the Redskins might be a guy to watch. Um, playing against the, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Samaje Pirine, we're talking about all the rookie running backs earlier, um, Pirine got a lot of hype early in the season uh, or in the preseason for his skills and, and his abilities, but 
Kelly was still there, and it seems like now that, that P. Ryan has is, is kind of faded back a little bit, Kelly's in the forefront. He might be a, a sleeper kind of guy, you know, if, if you're looking for, for someone to fill in. Uh, Jay Ajayi, for instance, not playing in, in week one. Maybe maybe a Rob Kelly or, or any of those pass-catching receivers out of the backfield. Um, uh, I think those are the guys that uh, that might be good fill-ins there. All right, Steve, great stuff. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great week one of the NFL season and all your fantasy teams do well and you have a good draft tonight. I really appreciate you being on with me today. You bet. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Good luck to you, too. And, uh, yeah, let's get this party started. And that was my interview with Steve Gardner of USA Today. Thanks a lot to Steve for being on the show today and doing a great job for all you fantasy football fans out there. But before I let you go, I wanted to tell you about our King of the Mountain game here at Real Time Fantasy Sports. If you want to sign up for King of the Mountain, go to rtsports.com backslash power, P-A-U-R, and sign up for King of the Mountain. To get into the King of Mountain game, it's $9.95 per entry, and two entries are $14.95. And here's how the game works. You pick one simple lineup each week, one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver or tight end. If the team you pick scores better than the worst one-third of teams you advance to the next round. If you don't, you're out. And the last team standing wins a prize of $25,000. That's a guaranteed cash prize of $25,000 to the last team standing. And you can only pick a player for your team once during the season, including the playoffs. So go to rtsports.com backslash power to sign up for the King of the Mountain game today. Again, it's $9.95 per entry and two entries for $14.95. This has been Jeff Power for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day. 